This is Mr. Mike, and you are listening to the Juju2Cast AudioCast here on Juju2Cast.com. This is episode 468, as I call this episode, Thanksgiving Incoming! What's a way to take over the world? You ruin your... You watch this program. Actually, you can't watch it at all. You can only listen to it. Hello, everybody! It is I, the one and only Mr. Mike, and you are listening to the Juju2Cast AudioCast here on Juju2Cast.com. Yes, I'm a nerd, geek, whatever you want to call me. I don't give a fuck because it's my podcast, and I say... It goes. Whatever I say, it goes. Like this. This is Mr. Mike. I am the king of my castle. What I say goes. Yes, right. So welcome to the podcast that I talk about anything and everything underneath this roof. My roof. My roof is not on fire, and I don't even have something like that, do I? I have this. Knock, knock. Open up the door to spread Oh hell yeah! Knock, open up the door to spread Knock, 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 knock. I can't do it faster than this. Knock, knock, open up the door to spread Knock, knock, open up the door to spread That's as fast as I can go with my finger. <laughs> so yes, welcome, hello everybody. I hope you had an amazing gobbly gooker time at your houses. Over, uh, well, could be your long weekend. It could be some people's long weekend. I know it is my semi-long weekend because after uh, Turkey Day Thursday, I am off. I am off as you are listening to this. I am probably back on because this doesn't come out until Monday after all that. So basically, I am looking as I'm recording this. I'm recording this on uh, Tuesday, um, the 22nd. I am actually pre-recording this podcast before Thanksgiving because during the Thanksgiving long three-day weekend, all I want to do, 
all I fucking want to do and nobody's going to tell me anything different or nobody else is going to have me do anything else. The truth isn't going to have me help him move any of his fucking bullshit to that fucking bullshit house. No, we're going to do that probably the following weekend. (laughs) Uh, But no, I am going to fucking sit back. I'm going to fucking relax. And yes, I've got some other little projects I might be doing as well during the weekend. But I'll I'll let you in on fun projects. You know, a little bit of cleaning. Got to do a little bit of uh, uh, technology cleaning, cleanup, you know. Everybody has to do some technology cleanup. I know I need some tech cleanup. I want to update some stuff. But um, anyways, I am going to sit on my, mostly my ass all weekend. And I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to eat shit. I'll probably, will try to work out. We'll see. I I haven't worked out for a little while again. Because after the big snowstorm we just had, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um... But after the turkey, I probably just ate because I cooked amazing turkey, of course, and ate all that great food that I just made on Thursday and ate it Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Um, Yeah, I'm going to have to get back into the gym. Uh, But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's only a couple days away. I actually do work on Thanksgiving, but um, over at my place, we're only open till like two-ish so i'm gonna try to get my ass out of there by one we'll see we'll see how fast i could push it to get the fuck out of there i'll just do all my cleaning and whatever i have to do and i'm getting the flying gobbledygookin fuck out of that uh place that i call my job so um yeah and then friday i'm off i can be in a uh turkey coma that day i also got some uh the truth coming over friday yeah that would be uh that'd be this guy folks house woo woo truth in house woo loud truth in house woo yeah he's gonna be uh doing a little podcast he's gonna hang out with me you know after turkey day because he said he wasn't probably gonna be there turkey day because i don't know i'm probably gonna have a late dinner because when i get home it'll be like 1 one thirty two ish i gotta take a shower i gotta pop before i do that though i'm gonna pop the turkey in the in the stove you know in the oven that's gonna take a few hours um it's not a big turkey so it shouldn't take super long i remember where i made um my half turkeys before this is a little bit bigger than those but the last time i made turkey um at my house it i i it didn't really take as long as i thought it would so this time you know t- uh tomorrow wednesday when i go home i'm gonna peel up some i'm gonna peel the potatoes get all the potatoes prepped cut they're gonna put them in the fridge. I'm gonna cut some cucumbers, put those in the fridge and stuff. Have that already. Uh, get the corn out of the basement. Put that in a plastic tub. Get that all ready to be microwaved. Cause I got frozen corn. I get the frozen big bags of bulk corn over at uh, Wegmans, and that stuff is a, the best you can get. And it's cheaper than buying the cans of corn. Less waste. Less of you having to recycle more cans and tins and stuff this is just a big bag of kernels of corn that i just heat up in the microwave and eat with my dinner and stuff uh but 
you know, and then of course I got the desserts and all the great stuff. I'm gonna, I have some Mike's Hard Lemonades, alcohol galore. I have, I'm gonna be making some tea tomorrow, some nice, some nice uh, lemon tea tomorrow. It's gonna be amazing. So, um, uh oh, I got my fuzzy friend probably coming in here, so you're gonna probably hear her whining. But anywho, uh, yeah, it's going to be a feast of the best. It's going to be the feast of uh, of the winners. Um, and I'll talk more about that after turkey time. Well, probably two podcasts after because, like I said, the truth is coming over Friday after Turkey Day um, to record a podcast with me and him, which will be two weeks later. And then after this one drops and then the, the week, the following week after the that week, um, not the next week after next week, but the following week after that week, then it'll be me and him, and then you got to wait a little bit longer, and then the second week of that, then I could talk about what went down on the Feast of Fool Famine and stuff like that, and see if um, how I could talk about how good my Thanksgiving was. By then, we'll be already beginning into... Uh, Christmas time. Oh, jingle bells, Santa smells, Batman smells, Robin laid egg. Yeah, you know, that whole thing. Um, but anywho, yep, looking forward to it. Um, not, you know, because I denounced and got denounced by my family for, you know, political reasons and more stuff more bullshit because that's all they care about and found out that they're more caring about themselves not all of them but most of them that i'm just like screw it i'll just make my own thanksgiving from now on i know how to cook i got people that'll eat i even got that asian that wants some food okay i'll give it to her because i'll be a nice guy but anywho um looking forward to it Plus three day weekend after that, um, I'm still gonna be doing my live stream on Friday uh, gaming. Um, I'm gonna be playing more Lost Judgment Friday night, so uh, we'll be live streaming that. Uh, I don't know if I'll be doing any live streaming in during the day. I might. We'll see. Um, I'm planning on it. And Thursday night, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be doing a streaming or whatnot because I'll be in a turkey coma. I might just kick back, relax, and watch a movie as I pass on on the couch. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what what happens. But um, maybe Friday I'll do some extra gaming. Maybe I'll stream some extra stuff. Maybe I'll play Minecraft or something. I don't know. Uh, but the rest of the weekend is just mostly gaming. I can maybe stream some games uh, on the weekend. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how I feel about streaming multiple things because... When I stream games, I usually like to record them and put them up on the internet, and that takes a little bit of time. Not too much time, but a little bit of time. So I don't know. We'll see. And the reason why I haven't been working out is because we here in Buffalo, uh, the last Friday before I went on this podcast, we, we, we had that big giant snowstorm in western New York. You know, Buffalo, home of the shitty weather. <laughs> the shitty winter weather, I should say. And basically, we got dumped with tons of snow, especially... It was mostly Friday. Mostly, 
mostly Friday, but uh, Saturday was the second big giant dump of snow. And I tell you, even on Friday, I was I had I, I knew I was going to be late for work, but I knew I was going to try to get into work. Even the Asian girl here was like, you're not going to go to work. It's a snowstorm outside. I'm like, bitch, you watch me. She didn't have to go to work that day because on Fridays and stuff, um, she is off from her job on Friday and Saturday, I guess, for now. And I'm like, what the fuck? How come you're off and I got to go to work? And I didn't have to go to work. Uh, They said if I wasn't able to get in, I didn't have to, but... You know what? I'm a dedicated kind of guy. I got a nice vehicle that can trudge through this stuff. Even with the shitty tires, my Equinox uh, does a damn good job in the wintertime. Unlike my Pontiacs previously on that. I loved my Pontiacs, but this Equinox, it can get through some shit. Not a lot of shit, but it can get through some shit. But I still had to shovel myself out. I tried snow blowing a little bit. That was not so good. My snowblower kind of shit itself <laughs> while doing it. And plus, when you're getting the lake effect snow, meaning snow off the lake, fresh water powder, that's when it's harder to uh, snow blow because the lake ain't frozen. You're getting pure water that just got frozen. It is slushy, heavy, and hard to plow that shit. It ain't like some regular fresh powder. No, this is the heavy shit. So what I had, you know, I tried snow blowing multiple times. I had to, but my snowblower, it's a 22-inch. It has a small chute to it, and the snow was just getting in there, clogging it up over and over again. uh, The snow was coming out in bricks out of the chute and it was more of a hassle than I was willing to take so I ended up having to shovel a lot of it and because I couldn't just shovel the driveway I had to shovel the sidewalks because you know we got a little bit of laws that say hey if you're going to shovel yourself out of the driveway you got to shovel the sidewalks for the pedestrians and I'm no jackass so of course I had to snow blow the sidewalks a little bit and stuff and you know going to work i just did it shittily but then the second time on saturday i had to do it even more but mostly i had to use a shovel and i had to shovel a lot of snow and um it was just one of those things where okay I am shoveling this tonnage of snow. I am getting a good workout, but at the end of all the shoveling, because after I got back home on Friday night, I shoveled more. I had to shovel more and more and more and snow blow more. Saturday, I had to shovel and snow blow. Sunday, I even shoveled a little bit, but, you know, basically it was mostly Saturday. I was out late i can't, i went out late to sn- shovel and snow blow on saturday like around two o'clock because i was just still dead tired from friday and then saturday when i was doing more shoveling because there was more snow that dropped on on us of course and snow blowing and mostly shoveling uh i just was like okay and that's when my snowblower just took a took a 
a dump on itself. It was just like, I'm not, I'm not blowing any more of this heavy shit out. Sorry. Because it has a little cable issue that, you know, it's not tight enough or something and it's not connecting right into the drive or whatever little problem it has, but it wasn't working right. So, anywho, I basically said, fuck it. I'm going to shovel the rest of this. I borrowed another neighbor's snowblower to uh, to blow out or try to snow blow out uh, my sidewalk, which he had a nice big one, but... It was old because everybody has either uh, small or old or broken snowblowers on my block. Go figure. In Buffalo, we all have bad snowblowers that don't work when we get the most snow. But I on Saturday, I was in pain. At, after our, I think it was like 7 o'clock, it was dark. I was done shoveling and snowing now from two to seven. What a big waste of a day shoveling and shoveling, trying to blow snow, but mostly shoveling it. And basically I'm like, I'm dead tired. I'm freezing to shit. Well, not as much as you would think, but I was still freezing. My wrists were killing me. My arms, my shoulders, my back, not so much because I made sure to wear a back brace and my legs were kind of hurting, but right now I am still, as I am speaking to you guys here on Tuesday, recovering from all the snow removal that I did because I just really wrecked pretty much a lot of my body that that time. A lot more than I probably should have, but because I am a neat freak perfectionist and I wanted everything clean and I wanted all the snow gone... And I wanted my driveway and my sidewalk to be the best driveway and sidewalk in Cheektowaga and Buffalo Cheektowaga, whatever you want to say. Uh, I was crazy enough to um, continue on all the way into the wee of the night, and I didn't want to do any more on Sunday. So at the end, you know, I was in pain. And right now, as I'm speaking to you guys, I still got a little bit of wrist problems, finger problems, well, fingers not so much, but wrists, my arms, my shoulder, upper shoulders here, they're, they're still in a little bit of leftover pain, they still got some of the tension and stuff that I'm still waiting for to get going away, and it doesn't help when I'm doing a lot of lifting at work, like I had a truck on Monday, and then I have a truck tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which... Luckily, Monday's truck was small. I'm betting tomorrow's truck uh, is going to be small as well, so I'm not too too worried about it. Excuse me, I was just looking at the clock over here, seeing what it's what it's saying on my thing and how much I've been recording. But anywho, uh, yeah, it was a shit weekend. I didn't get much gaming in, even though it was snowing. I should have been gaming. But because I got responsibilities and I don't want the house to cave in, I was checking out all the gutters, everything else, to make sure the snow and everything was good. I wanted to sho- I shoveled off part of my deck porch in the front so I, we can get in and out of the house in the front just in case of emergencies or if we get a package, they can leave it in the front, pop it and hiding it in the corner and stuff, and, you know, they don't hurt themselves. So stuff like that. Checked my gutters out, all that stuff, which it seemed to be doing fine. But it was enough. Enough was enough. And on Sunday, the truth came over. And I told him, you know what, Truth, 
I got to find a new fucking snowblower, I told him. So basically, that Sunday, we went and drove to all the way to Lowe's, looked for snowblowers. Of course, nothing was left. I knew there wasn't going to be anything left, but there was nothing left except a couple of the little electric ones that were overpriced, the battery-operated ones. And I'm like, nah, I need a big one. So basically, when we were driving back, because he only wanted to go into one place, because we couldn't think of anywhere else to go. I didn't want to go to Home Depot again, because that's where I bought this snowblower from. And I just don't trust Home Depot with stuff like that, with returns on snowblowers and stuff. I'll buy tools and everything else from them, but snowblowers, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to stay away from uh, Home Depot, because... Unlike Lowe's, Home Depot doesn't have the best uh, policies for returning or exchanging or helping you out with your purchases, unlike Lowe's. So I went to, when we were heading back to my house in the defeat, and we were going to look at other places, like he wanted to say, oh, why don't we go check out uh, um, Hector's Hardware? But they were closed, so we couldn't check them out because a lot of places were closed on Sundays, especially this weekend. And I'm checking online on Lowe's.com, and sure enough, I find a big Arian, uh, what is it, a 28-inch? Let me double-check here. I could I could give you the, the down-low here, Mr. Hang-low with the down-low. Let me go into my purchases here so I could give you guys the right thing. So it was... So it was a deluxe 28 inch 254cc two stage self propelled gas snowblower and push button electric start, of course. Um, it was It's an Arian. And the price that I had to pay for this snowblower is going to shock and awe you to the point of, wow, Mr. Mike, you really overspent on a 28-inch fucking snowblower, yes. And I didn't even want a big snowblower. But I'm figuring, well, this is the, the from last year to this year, this is the second year we had such big bad weather. And I am getting older. I'm 36, 36 years old. I understand that. I understand my body is not getting any younger. Even though I do work out, I try to keep healthy-ish in a way. And I try to keep my body as pristine as I can. Even though I still got a little bit of gutty here. But I'm still a lot better than 99% of the people out there that I see. Um, I'm getting older. And how much more can I do heavy snow and all that stuff? You know, sure, I'm young, but sure, I don't want my body to be broken and dead after future snowfalls, especially if we get more superstorms and if the weather gets worse and worse, which it seems to be doing each and every year, getting worse and worse and we get worse snow and stuff. And. I want to be prepared. So I bit the bullet. I'm getting this 20-inch inch snowblower. I am paying. Now note, I'm also buying, and I'm getting this shipped to me. So this is all getting shipped to me because they didn't have any in stock at any of the close lows, but they were shipping it to me. And also, I bought some snow, 
snow jet snow blower nonstick spray for the snow blower as well so i can have nice lubricant inside so when i do get snow and stuff in there it just shoots it right out and it's doesn't stick in there so i got some of that with tax shipping all that stuff the grand total for this snow blower and spray with shipping and tax of course because they got to get you a lot of money on that tax $1,846.55. And a lot of you are probably going, <gasps> You spent almost two grand on a snowblower, Mr. Mike. Yes, yes, I almost spent two fucking grand on this snowblower. Now, note this Arian's, uh, Arian's, um, Snowblowers have great motors, great engines to them. I got a neighbor down the street that swears by them. He says they're the best. And I kind of heard that from a lot of other people beforehand because I was thinking about maybe getting one down in the future, but I was going to get an electric one. But I'm like, I might as well stick with gas for now. And like I said, even though I don't really want a giant snowblower, I understand with because i do my sidewalks and my uh driveway and everything else and because of the, you know the time we're living in and all that stuff and the weather gets really bad and i just want to get through the snow so i don't have to worry about it i'm gonna need this bigger snowblower just because of where i live the small snowblower isn't gonna help me out plus on the bright side even though i'm spending an arm and a leg on this snowblower it should last me hopefully a while, fingers crossed, because I'm not getting it until December, in the beginning of December, maybe a little sooner. They're shipping it to me now. Uh, it's going via freight, so it's going to take a few days to get to me. Um, and then they'll call me and set up a nice time for me to just receive it, which I'm very thankful and happy about. But um, anywho, uh, I'll have one. And I told some of my neighbors, hey, if you ever need your uh, sidewalks and uh, driveways blown, I will be here with this super snow-blowing beast. Plus, then I'll probably, you know, I'll get a few bucks from them because they usually offer me some money. They'll probably give me like 20 bucks to blow their snow. And I'll be like, hey, I'll blow your snow. I'll shovel the rest of it off because I, I like to make everything pristine, you know, and then I'll do my driveway and everything, you know, why not? $20 a snow blow for each of my retiree um, neighbors down the street. I got a whole bunch of them. I'm like, that'll be beautiful. Help them out. They'll help me out with a little bit of extra pocket change. And cha-ching. Not only will that snowblower pay for itself, but shit, I'll get some extra money in my pocket. <laughs> I could be the the local uh, snow removal service for my people. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm going to be mostly paying for it out of pocket. And um, some of my funds that I am pulling out of of various areas of my savings stuff i'm not going into my life savings which is i could have done and i'm not going into any money that i'm using for anything else that i needed for i'm just going into the money like um from what should i say from my uh i'm only taking money out of uh, as i can bring this up do 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 
I'm only taking money out of my my personal savings and out of my do 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 um my other and personal savings and stuff like that and then the total left maybe I'll knock that down when I if I get to sell this snowblower cuz the snowblower I have now I'm thinking about selling to maybe a guy at work might want it or something. I'll sell it to him for like three fifty or something like that, something really cheap like that, because it's got a great motor. It's a power start, power smart snowblower. It's got a great motor. It runs. Um, it starts up and runs. It's got a few, like I said, the issue with the cable that they can get fixed, and sometimes the one tire goes flat after a while, but that you could just pump right back up or seal it. Probably needs to get sealed, but otherwise, it's a decent snowblower. And um, if I could get a few hundred bucks for that, I'll add. I'll put that into the bank. But otherwise, it's on my credit card. I'll just pay it off little by little. No big deal, because you know. And then I don't have to spend any of this other money that I got saved because I got money for savings for a whole bunch of other stuff for like my auto. I still want to do my home renovations in the near future. So I didn't want to take out any money out of any of that other stuff. And, you know, if you know how to budget like me, it's going to be a breeze. And luckily I got an Asian lady that pays me money every month. So that money is also going to be going towards uh, the snowblower uh, payments. Now, note, that wasn't the only super expensive purchase that I have made. Now, note, it's going to be a great snowblower. I will be able to hopefully put the snowblower in the shed during the summer. It should fit in the shed. I cleaned out that shed. It's a bigger shed. The snowblower, when I get it, it should fit in the shed in the summer. I should still have no problem. It'll just be a little less stuff in the shed, but... I take out most of the stuff out of the shed during the summer anyways because I need it for the summer stuff. So, you know, it's a win-win for me. And then I could put in the winter stuff and all that is stored in the shed. But anywho, um, I'll see when it, when it comes to that time of storage. But anywho, uh, that was not the only big giant purchase I made. The other big giant purchase that I have made just recently, as I'm, before I recorded this podcast earlier today, that I took out some money out of my server fund because I had a bunch of money in my server fund and some other various stuff. And then, of course, the rest I'll pay off gradually that I spent another $1,000 on. Yes, you're, you're probably like, Mr. Mike, you're spending all this money. There's a recession coming. Yes, there might be a recession coming, but if you were if you're like me and you're planning stuff like this and you're putting money towards it and even though I didn't have all the money that I needed towards it and you know and I know what I can budget, I know I could pay off of my credit card. I even put cash back on my credit card because I had all that points for Amazon and I'm like, well, I'm going to just buy this thing these on Amazon anyways. I might as well just add the money back onto my... So I added another, like, what was it, $60, $50, onto my Chase Amazon card, you know, that I have for Amazon. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy this stuff too. Now, I'm not buying the... I'm just going to say it. I just purchased four, and I'm saying four 
12 terabyte Seagate NAS hard drives or NAS drives uh, to upgrade my current NAS or NAS or network attached storage device if you want to know the technical term for NAS. NAS is just a short way of saying network attached storage, which basically means a bunch of hard drives on my Ethernet network that I could use on at home or on out on the road, whatever. I mostly use my NAS system for my entertainment needs. Sure, I'll back up stuff to it as well, but mostly it's for movies, music, photos, stuff like that. And right currently right now, I only have like a little bit over nine terabytes of hard drive on that, which is almost used up. I only have like two terabytes left of drive storage on that thing on my NAS right now. Also note that it's not redundant storage as I have right now as well, which means if one of those drives fails, all my data is gone. Everything. Everything's just wiped out in one crash. One crash of that, one of those drives, all my data gone. Now, because it's all a bunch, it's all under one blob. They share the data, and it's all under one blob on the two drives. So there's no redundancy. There's not one drive backing up from another drive, making the data faster to access, uh, redundant. So if one of the drives fails, the other one will back up, you know, stuff like that. Now, now with this new, new, excuse me, hold on one second. I got to get a drink of water. My nose is a little stuffed up and, uh, it's causing my throat to, uh, dry up a little bit. Oh, there we go. Excuse me for that. You know, sinuses still wintertime. But now, now that I'm going to have four 12 terabyte Seagate hard drives, I'm going to have, a, I think I'm going to go with RAID 10. I'm going to keep, I'm going to look it up again before I do it. But I am going to put all four of those drives. I'm going to take out the other two drives. And first off, I'm going to make sure all my data is backed up off of those two drives in general, which I think most of it should be. But anywho, I'm going to maybe reback it all up and stuff and the data and all that stuff. But anywho, after that's all backed up, I am going to take out those drives. I'm going to reformat them, stuff like that. And I'm going to stick in all these new drives. Well, after first, I'm going to clean out this the NAS the net network torch the NAS network torch attached uh, storage device which is my NAS system I'm gonna clean that out I'm gonna blow it out stuff like that get it all get all the dust out of the fans and whatnot out of it so it doesn't uh, get clogged and it can do its job clean up the area that it's sitting in I'm gonna put in the new four drives I'm gonna let it build them. I'm going to do one of the raids. Most likely it might be raid 10. And even though I'm not going to get the full four drives as all storage, you know, 12, 12, 12, 12, I'm not going to get 48 terabytes or anything like that in general, even though I have technically 48 terabytes uh, in disks. 
two are going to be probably redundant drives, and then the other two are going to be the main drives. So I'm going to have a bunch still extra storage. I'm going to have like at least 24 terabytes of storage to play with. Plus, with the other two as redundant backup storage, if any of those fails, I'll still have the other three going. Or if two fails, then I'll still have the other two as the backups. If another one goes after that, well, then fuck it. Then I'm just the most unlucky person out there. But um, anywho, I'll have the redundancy. I'll have the security. I'll have the more speed. This whole NAS system, even though this NAS um, that I have now is not the typical NAS that I want to have for the future, but for now it is good for my needs because I have been building up more and more media over time, which eventually I'll talk about. I want to find out more about it before I talk about it. Uh, I've been using it a while, and I know other people have been using it. It's not the most ideal, but if you're like me and you don't care about um, a lot of stuff, if you can accept some sacrifices like I can, this is probably the best system to get extra media onto your drives and stuff and not spend as much money for what I am doing. <laughs> and I am crazy at doing this kind of stuff, but it works for me and shit. I get to watch more and more content. And if I don't in the future, if I decide not to subscribe to anything, you know, I just ended my Disney Plus subscription because I'm like, well, they're raising the price. And even though I can lock in my price now, but they're still raising the price. I haven't been watching it for a while, even though there's been some extra stuff coming on in most lately. But you know what? I could always get it for one month during December, like around Christmas time or something, and get Disney Plus for a month or something to watch some content. But otherwise, I haven't been watching it for a while. Even though I had it, I had a three-year subscription to Disney Plus from, from when it first started. Um, I watched all the content I could. And a lot of it I actually have, which I will talk about in the future. Maybe when I talk with the truth or something. But anywho, I'm probably going to stay away from streaming services and stuff because they just add up on money. Unless if I need to watch something and they have something I might want to watch or something. But otherwise, I've been on every streaming service available out there. I've been trying to watching stuff on all of them. Been doing some other stuff with them. And um, like I said, my NAS... Me buying Blu-ray movies and stuff and backing them up, ripping them, putting them on this NAS, having the high-quality content that I want at my fingertips anytime, anywhere, even if the internet goes down. The only other thing is if the electric went out, then, well, then you can't watch anything anyways. But anywho, it'll save me a fortune in the future on content and if... You know, these streaming services keep going up in price. Me having my own digital media library, which I love having at home, will suffice. I can live without streaming for a long, long time. I can just buy my content and just put it to the NAS drive. But in the future, 
I am going to go from the Nostra system I have now, and then eventually I want to upgrade to like one of the Synology drive systems in the near future. Uh, I'm just going to wait because those are expensive, and I spent enough of my little bit of fortune as of now. Uh, maybe when I get some more money in the bank, I could do that. And then after I knock off the credit cards and stuff like that, I, even though I will, but I want to just, you know, make sure I'm a good financial strain, especially if a pandemic or not pandemic, if this so-called recession does come to flourishing, I want to be on the end of not getting my ass handed to me with tons of extra payments and stuff like that. So I'm doing some interesting stuff. Like I said, I might talk about it uh, when I'm with the truth on Thursday, Friday, because then you'll hear it the weeks after that. Uh, We'll see, because maybe I'll talk to him about it and we can talk. I know he's going to be ranting a lot on the podcast, but I'm probably going to talk more about it. But I'm excited because this is a lot of storage still, a lot more storage than I probably... hmm, not ever had because I got a ton of Blu-ray discs that I backed up data on. That's like terabytes and terabytes of data. And then I got tons of hard drives all over the place. I got a, I got a backup hard drive right here on my desk. I got another one upstairs doing copying content, which I will talk about. I got other things. So I'm, I got much storage data everywhere. I got drives everywhere, but, um, this is going to be like the biggest one massive storage device that I have. And I'm excited. Even though I'm spending a fortune, I spent over $1,000 on just these four 12 terabyte Seagate Nostrives, which they were on sale a little bit on Amazon. And I will make sure to test them out. I will hope, I'm hoping that they will not fail on me. I never really had a hard drive fail on me right away. It mostly took lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of years and use and abuse and stuff and stuff like that for me to kill it. I killed a lot of SSDs in the past. Those I killed a lot of um, storage SSDs in the past because I would use them so much that the read and write on the SSDs would just fail and then the drives themselves would fail. The memory modules or something would fail on them. And I'm like, ah. So I failed a lot more SSDs than I did regular hard drives. Now, no, I never owned uh, this many disks for one system before. So I'm kind of interested in what this is going to do. And Seagate, you know, it's either Western Digital or Seagate. Those are your two big players in the hard drive sector right now. So it's either or, which is mostly you're going to go with Seagate. And I would trust them with some, you know, making good hard drives and stuff like that, especially as NAS drive systems. So, and plus having that redundancy of the extra two disks, 12 or 24 terabytes of data redundant, I'm good. I'm good. So I am looking forward to it. Sure, I'm spending a little fortune here, but I'm working a lot. I'm making a lot of money. I get extra money from the person that lives here with me, the girl that lives here with me. She's going to be paying me more in rent in the near future when uh, around June, around my birthday. That's going to be a great birthday when I'm making more rent money because I told her I'm giving her till June to start paying me even more. So that's going to be happening. 
So I'll have even more money coming into the house that will be going to, you know, pay off stuff, do some other stuff around the house. So debt will my debt will be very low um, uh, going forward, and I'm excited. And, you know, no, she, she likes living here. She doesn't want to move out anytime soon. I'm like, hey, you don't want to move out? You're going to have to pay the new rent? You know, everybody else out there is paying thousands and thousands of dollars of rent. And they don't have nothing. You got a lot of stuff here. It's time to pay up. Pay up or get out. <sighs> That's our relationship right there. Ex-girlfriends. Mm. Try try to stay away from keeping them. But if she they pay you rent money, hey, they pay you money for rent and stuff, you know. Hey, that's okay with me. That just helps me and my house. Get to put more stuff in it. Update it. Do my remodeling. All sorts of stuff. So, yeah, new snowblower and lots more hard drives. On top of all the other little stuff I bought, like I bought a face mask for the snow blowing and stuff because, you know, the cold weather, it's getting to my face more. It's getting, I can't really breathe in it. Like I'm in a freezer or something. I want to wear the face mask in the freezer, scare a bunch of people at work too. That'll be fun. <laughs> be like, They'll be all scared at work. Um, also bought, bought some new gloves that I'm going to try out. If I don't like them, I'm going to return them to Amazon. You know, Amazon's always something that I always use. I use a lot of, so... And I always get a lot of money and points back. So I don't know. I think it saves me some money. I think it's worth it still for now, in my opinion. You know, it's the devil incarnate when it comes to delivering and all the stuff and getting all this stuff right now, right then, now, whatever. But, hey, it saves me more money than going out, trying to drive around to find stuff and find a store that sells something cheaper. Right? Right. Ah, so yeah, can't wait to get those NAS disk drives. Those are coming in a couple weeks for those drives. Can't wait to try them out. So why don't we get into some TV film talk news and then we got some tech talk and that'll be the show. So uh, TV film talk news next, people. Now it's time for TV and movie news. Oh yeah. So basically this uh, TV film news is all about like one company, a couple different stories, but one company under the Disney umbrella, you know, the umbrella that is Disney, which Disney is Hollywood nowadays. Um, and the biggest story that just dropped not too long ago, it dropped Sunday night as I saw this. And this made me actually happy and jump for joy a little bit. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but Disney was going in the wrong direction. Wrong direction. And that's because of its new CEO or former CEO, which I've just learned, uh, Bob Chapik. Uh, he seemed to be like a very woke individual on making decisions and stuff. He would uh, downplay a lot of stuff. He would uh, make some stupid decisions. And then all he was at, as a CEO so far was to piss off 
like the employees there or as they like to call them the cast members at disney and all sorts of stuff at the parks at movies and stuff and all he wanted to do is cut costs and up prices for everything else like ticket prices here doing this there and basically disney as a whole has been dropping in stock price dramatically and um has not been really good for shareholders and whatnot because they were all happy with the good returns they were getting during pandemic pre pandemic and now after the pandemic they're like uh you're not doing a very good job here uh, unlike bob Iger, which <laughs> in turn um bob chapik had been basically he is now no longer the ceo of disney he has been ousted he has been um ousted by the board of directors and all that they i know i heard that they in june or some june or july or something or whatever during the uh early summer they renewed his contract but now they just pushed him out they're like you're done they canceled his contract and in turn they um they basically went on to say hey we want we want to get back Bob Iger. Now, Bob Iger was basically, I just want to go and uh, retire, basically. He was still working. He's still working at Disney. But basically, he was running Walt Disney as the CEO for a very long time. And he was basically like, okay, he picked Bob Chappick before the whole falling out between them. He picked him as a guy he wanted to succeed him because he was ready to retire and, you know, live off his fortune. And he did a good job building up Disney better than ever. Cause you got to remember Bob Iger was the guy that brought Pixar to Disney back or should I say sort of back to Disney. He's the one that pushed to purchase uh, Pixar from Steve jobs, Steve jobs and him's or Steve jobs sold him pixar and he brought back the company with better movie making uh he brought um you know marvel and a whole bunch of other franchises to disney he was even the person that brought purchase fox that was the guy that overseen and uh got purchased fox for disney so they could get the rest of the these other marvel properties that they wanted Mainly, that's what they wanted for, but also getting a whole bunch of other Fox properties and stuff and put them in and eventually taking them into the Walt Disney ecosystem. And a lot of stuff I was thinking, well, what is it? What are they going to do with the rated R content and stuff? But they they have been doing they were doing it so far a good job of bringing in a lot of franchises to the Disney brand underneath, even if it's adult or not. But um, after, you know, we had a pandemic going on, uh, Bob Iger stayed around for a little bit to steer Disney in the right direction during the pandemic. And then eventually he gave that power back to Bob Chappick to be the CEO of Disney. And for some reason they had a falling out, something between Iger and um, Chappick 
something happened between the two and Bob Iger, even though he picked Chappick to be his successor and stuff, I think Chappick was a little uh, upset probably because, you know, Iger came back to help out during the pandemic. I guess he wanted to make try to make it work with himself. I don't know what the whole details of that were. But, you know, Chappick was running Disney and... As I told you guys, as a personal, as a guy that was was closely watching this old Disney stuff behind the scenes on Ravel and all the stuff, and hearing about all the problems and turmoils uh, in Disney, um, basically, um, basically, Chappic was basically killing profits for Disney. And they're even showing this in the video here. They're showing Disney under Bob Chappick where it's just it just went down, down, down. It went up a little bit during the holiday season. Um but then it just went down, 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 down. And it went really down um when this when you know Chappick got really woke. And he started raising ticket prices. He started going after politicians like in Florida, DeSantis and stuff. DeSantis uh, pushed back on Chappick and Disney. He He wanted to cut so many. He wanted to do a whole bunch of cuts, internal cuts at Walt Disney um, with a bunch of, you know, whatchamacallit. He just wanted to do a lot of cuts, a lot of kickbacks, cuts of stuff um raise prices he never did anything that would put trust and the love of disney back into the hearts of the people that were us the consumers that love disney that eat up everything that disney gives us in media entertainment and fun because disney was originally about bringing fun to children and families all around the world and Chappick seemed like he was just money 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 here you go money 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 he was like the evil guy from toy story 2 there was like money 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 oh i'm gonna cut this cut these price cut the costs on this cut a whole bunch of cast members and raise prices across the board for everything raise the price of disney plus do this do that and um yeah, and he didn't so far, even though he was only CEO for what, one or two years? Not even. I forgot how long Chapik was CEO for. But um he wasn't a CEO for that long and he basically just did not did not do a good job. Did not do a good job on anything. Um Iger was CEO for fifteen years and I think Chappick was, you know, was threatened by that. Oh yeah, Lucasfilm. I forgot all about Lucasfilm too. He that was all under Bob Iger. Iger did a lot of deals. He made a lot of great uh purchases. He did a lot of great things to get Disney to where it is or was. But Chappick, he just angered employees. Uh he didn't want to say he didn't say anything in any stance. Uh, had a lot of blowback by politicians, um, like I said before, and it hurts the stock. It hurts the stock market. It hurts the p- 
the amount of money, the ad dollars that were going into um, Disney, the Walt Disney Company, and it he makes he it's basically right now theme parks and stuff have um, been too costly. I don't know if I will ever go to a Disney theme park because I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars to get into an overpriced park that I can't get onto many rides unless if I pay more money to try to get these passes and more money after that to do this and that. And it just seems like a waste waste of time. And I would hate to say that, especially if I ever have kids someday, if I ever find somebody to have kids with someday, I should say. But it hasn't been good. But now the board pushed him out. They said, no, Chappick, you're no more. They brought back Bob Iger for a limited time because Iger says, I don't want to be CEO forever. (laughs) He got out of there after 15 years because he wanted, you know, a break. And now he's back again. And hopefully he's going to find a new person to maybe replace him. I guess him and the board are now going to be working together as he remains CEO for a little bit. And they're going to work together to try to find a new successor that isn't like Chappick and probably bring somebody a lot more, uh, let's just say, um, more experience in that or better with decision-making, probably, because Chappick wasn't doing it. And they said that even even they did their backhanded, thanked Chappick for his service and the company and all that stuff. So I think Chappick is out, out. I don't think he's like still behind the scenes. I don't. I, he might own stock in the company, but he's not like any power, superpower in the shareholders or whatever. Um, but I never liked Chappick. I gave him a chance. I I didn't like him. Bob Iger, I was like, you're Bob Iger. I know you from early days. You were always this smiley, happy, seemed like you cared a lot about Disney. And Chappick seems like he never cared about Disney as a whole. And I'm, I know I'm saying this like Disney is a company is a, like a human being of some sorts. And I know it's just a big company that wants to make money for its shareholders, like every big giant company, but Disney is for making, you know, making media and entertainment and fun for people like me and you to enjoy. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be a alien slasher film. It could be Avatar. It could be uh, Pixar movies. It could be Disney Channel original movies. It could be all this other stuff. But it was for everybody. There was they want to make something for everybody. Star Wars, Marvel, this, that. It wasn't just for one person. It was for everybody. And it didn't seem like Chappick understood that. He just understood, we need a dollar amount. We want to do this, 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 this. Got to make it more profitable, blah, 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 blah. And basically, he tanked the company a little bit. Even though Disney Plus has been has uh, reached 164.2 million subscribers and expects to achieve profitability in fiscal 2024, so I guess they're stating that Disney Plus is actually going to be profitable pretty soon by 20 in, in 2024. Unlike a lot of other streaming services out there that haven't been profitable and they've been using lots of cash flow to make stuff. Um, 
So Disney has reached 235 million subscribers across Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu, which Disney owns a big stake in Hulu. And eventually I hear here that they will take the rest of Hulu eventually from Comcast. I think they're going to buy it from them or something. I forgot what if that's going to still happen or how that's going to happen. But I guess Disney might take over all of Hulu. Um, but still... Um, um, they said after having 164.2 million subscribers, they're saying that uh, streaming losses will narrow going forward and its plans to achieve profitability of 2024 is an uh, interesting expectance. Um, uh, let's see here. And they said uh, they expect the Disney Plus subscriptions to reach 160.45 uh millions so they're currently ahead in their projections even though they just lost one person that would be me for a short time till some good content comes out again but um yeah yeah so yeah with that and making money off of those streaming services you know disney's still profiting it's just the shareholders and the stock market that's plummeting (laughs) but um I hope they do better. I hope Bob Iger finds somebody way better that can understand what Disney is all about and they can go ahead and make something beautiful for the rest of us while we give them tons of our money. (laughs) Which they're going to still get my money one way or another. They're still going to get my money in future Disney Plus subscriptions. They're going to get my money from movies like this Avatar Wave the Water that's coming out pretty soon. Not too far away from the opening of uh, Avatar 2, Way of the Water, which I will definitely go see. Even though it is going to be, as it's reported in the news, as reported now, here, uh, it's going to be 3 hours and 10 minutes long for Avatar, Way of the Water. And I don't think there's a break in between. I think it's just a whole movie. You're going to watch it. Um uh, and I don't think they're going to have a split or a bathroom break or anything between it. So I'm going to have to be very careful, very, very, very careful on how I drink my soda at that movie because, shit, if I have to fucking piss, damn, I might have to piss in a bottle or something underneath my seat because, damn, I'm not going to be missing something on the screen. And I'm sure if James Cameron thinks that this... Avatar The Way of the Water has to be three hours and ten minutes. By God damn it, I bet you there's a big fucking reason. And he says, basically, um, um, he basically says that it's mostly because they got a lot of characters on the screen that they want to get, you know, get their screen time and push and all that stuff. And because he's got all these other movies coming out, you know, he's got a lot of content that he has to get through. The other thing that's going to make this movie very horrible for people like you and me that are drinking sodas and stuff while watching this movie, it's called Avatar, The Way of the Water. And they're filming most of this movie underwater and stuff, right? Yeah, right. So you're going to be seeing a lot of water sloshing about. Oh, that's going to make you want to pee more, especially people like me that have to have their bladders, uh, 
cleansed once in a while because I'm older. It's going to suck, but it's going to be good. Um, So basically, I hope you're ready. Three hours and ten minutes. It's going to be a blast. It'll be more of a blast when I see it, uh, when I buy it on Blu-ray and stuff, and then I can just pause and take a piss and a shit or something, and I can go back to it in my own home. But um, I'm excited to see it. I know there's people that doubters and stuff out there saying, oh, it's not going to be that good, blah, 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 blah. Even Cameron seems to be down on himself a little bit, or he's just making a little joke or something, but... People have been doubting the sequel to Avatar for a while. I know it's been in production limbo for a while. It is finally coming out. God fucking damn it. I am big on Avatar. That movie inspired me a lot for a lot of things in a lot of ways. A lot of Cameron films has inspired me in a lot of ways. But with Avatar, I I have... um, Oh, shit. I have a text here, and I got to see uh, when she texted me. Oh, okay. So, folks, I'm going to take a little pause. We will get back into this in a second with the rest of the stuff because I got a car to move. So I'll be right back. Okay, I am back. Sorry, folks. Sorry about that. You won't notice a thing, but I had to quickly go out and move some cars around because the girl came home, so... I had to move my my vehicle. <laughs> so uh, we can continue on. So more about Avatar. Uh, the final story on that is uh, that apparently Avatar uh, Way of the Water, the Way of the Water needs to be, as, it, as Cameron puts it, James Cameron puts it, uh, needs to be in third or fourth of the highest grossing films of all time to make money. Um He's admitted that the upcoming sequel would need to be the third or fourth grossing film in history to turn a profit. That production was very, very expensive. Um, apparently, people were saying that the production budget was around $250 million for the movie, which I would think that, sure, it's very fucking expensive, but I'm like thinking about I'm like, yeah, aren't movies really expensive to make sometimes? Not as much as video games, but they, they're pretty expensive to make. But, um, and with groundbreaking technology and all that, and paying the people and the actors and everything else, I, I can understand. Especially when you're making more Avatar movies after this. Like, you got a third one where he's basically ready for next year to be out i think in december or something i think it's one every year or one every two years i forget what he said it would be one every other year or something like that i forgot the when these movies would come out but basically he's it's stated that it needs to earn over two billion dollars at the worldwide box office to be profitable and as because it is a james cameron film just like how star wars was like a lucas film before and you had Steven Spielberg with the Jurassic Park films and other movies and other people had their own like films that would gross stuff like that, like the Avengers movies and stuff from uh from uh, uh what the uh, what's their what's their names? I forgot their names. But <laughs> 
Just like those films, Cameron films, you got Titanic, you got Terminator, you got True Lies, you got all these other movies. I'm pretty sure this movie will do just fine. Just like the first Avatar movie made tons of money at the box office already. And sure, they got the original Avatar movie currently at $2.9 billion, almost $3 billion. Now note, it has come out multiple times, but people paid to see it multiple times, like me right here. I bought a bunch of tickets myself. And then you got... Um, in second place and stuff, you got Avengers Endgame with $2.7 billion, Titanic with $2.2 billion, Star Wars Force Awakens with $2.07 billion, and so on and so on. And then you got your Jurassic Park films and stuff like that, um, and uh, Batman films and stuff. But I'm pretty sure, even though Cameron says, and he admits that it might be overdoing it, and he doesn't know if... He doesn't think that these are going to, he doesn't know if these are going to turn a profit or not. I'm pretty sure they will. I think he's over-exaggerating on it. I think this movie's going to make a lot of money. I know I'll be going and buying a few tickets to it. I know I'll see it more than once, even though it is a three-hour movie, basically. (laughs) 190 minutes. It's a long movie, but I know I will be at that, and my butt will be in that seat multiple times, multiple times uh, watching the movie. So I am not too, um, let me say, what's the word? I'm not too not optimistic. I think Cameron's going to hit on this side of the park, just like he did with the first Avatar film. Uh, And he hasn't made too many sequels in films. You know, he made Terminator 2. That was a sequel to his first Terminator. He made Aliens, but he didn't make the first Alien movie. He made the sequel to Alien as Aliens, but he didn't really make the sequel sequel, even though it is a sequel. Um, so I have faith in him. You can't you can't deny Cameron. He banks on all these films, even if he says, "Oh, I don't know if this film is going to do as good as people think," but. He always knocks it out of the park. Look at Titanic. That cost a fortune to make. And look what that did. Same with the first Avatar movie. So never never go against the Cameron film. I wouldn't. You shouldn't either. So get ready for when, uh, when Avatar The Way of the Water. When's that coming out? Avatar Way... Of the water. Avatar release date. Why isn't this not working? December 16th. So that's not too far away at all, people. December 16th. This year. How many weeks is that? So we're in November 22nd. So we got the rest of this week. The next week. Three weeks. So three, like four weeks away if you want to call it, till Avatar, Way of the Water, releases. Only four weeks. That's like a month, if you want to consider it. Got half of this month, a little bit of December. I am... I am probably going to be one of those people, because I'm probably going to see this movie probably on a... 
I'm trying to think. When am I going to see this movie? It's going to be on probably my truck day on a Wednesday because I'll get out early. I don't see myself seeing this movie right, right away, but I could be wrong on that. It depends on how many other people are going to the movies. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to go see this movie on like a Wednesday or something, a couple days after it releases. I don't know yet. Maybe I'll see it right away. I don't know. I would like to. It'll be interesting. But I don't know. It's going to be um kind of interesting what the, what's going to go on with this movie. I'm looking at the cast of Avatar The Way of the Water. You know, you got Zola Zalandras, Natiri, Kate Winslet uh, in this movie is our Ron- Ronal. She's looking good still. Sam Worthington, we haven't seen him in the movies for a while, so he's back. Sigourney Weaver is a new character. Kiri. Apparently, Parker is coming back. G- Giovanni uh, Ribisi, he's coming back. I didn't know he was coming back in this movie, but you probably would figure that Parker's coming back. Got Stephen Lang's character, Miles Kittredge, coming back as, um, spoiler alert, something else. <laughs> we all know what's going to happen with him. Um, at least I know. I don't know how, but we're going to find out. Um, got a couple other people I don't know... Norm, I guess, is coming back in this movie. Okay. Norm Spellman's going to be there in the movie. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, let's see. Anybody else that I would know here? Do, 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 I'm just looking to see if anybody else I actually know or understand. And Nope. But a lot of... The original cast, um, I would know. A bunch of people I would know. But um, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait till it comes out. December 16th, people. December 16th. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Why is that? Oh, did I? Did I? Oh, I did something naughty. Oh, I did something naughty. What did I knock off here? Oh, did I knock off that? Let's see here. Yeah, I did. Okay, let me pop that back on. I knocked off a naughty thing I, by accident. Oops, for the next stories. Okay, so we're done with talking about films. Those are the films I cannot wait to see. Mostly Avatar this year i don't think there's anything else i'm really itching to see in the theater this year i think it's just avatar and that is it but you never know something could surprise me otherwise i've just been watching all the streaming stuff that i've been getting so um why don't we get out into some tech talk and we'll call this a show shall we i think we shall so here is some tech talk tech talk news tech talk news Tech Talk News. Now. Ah. So I was just talking about all those NAS drives that I purchased, right? All those uh, nice, beautiful 12 terabyte NAS drives. Well, apparently, there's gonna there's some newer NAS drives coming out, or at least hard drives coming out, that are going to be bigger, faster, 
And um, I don't know if these are going to also be for NOS drives or if these are just for regular um, regular computer stuff. But it's interesting how Seagate is pushing hard drives beyond what you would think their limits could be and bringing them into like the next generation, bringing them, making them a little bit faster and stuff. I'm very interested on that. Now, these two stories, one is Seagate, one is another company I never even heard of. I'm just wondering, I'm waiting for the day, which who knows if it'll ever come, but I'm always waiting for that day where all our drives are going to be solid state and we won't have to worry about space anymore, where we can get like, I don't know, 100 terabyte hard drives, 100 terabyte hard drives, and, or SSDs, I mean, and they're small as a little car, deck of cards or something, because right now they're pretty small, but, you know, I'm sure you're going to need some more chips on them or whatever, but small as a deck of cards or a book or a small book or something, it doesn't matter to me, and that we can have 100 terabytes of solid state super fast memory and not have to worry about you know latency or running out of drive space to run things or play games or do whatever and um still they're pushing regular hard drives like i said whoever thought i would be seeing 12 terabyte hard drives or 14 and seagate and them are saying eventually you're going to see 20 terabyte hard drives we're already going up to 18 they already got 18 terabyte hard drives out there. They're very, very expensive, but they're out there. I never thought I'd see 12 ter- terabyte hard drives. I remember when there were eight or eight, four to eight terabytes. And then there was 10, and I'm like, ooh, and then 12, and then now, wow. It's just crazy. Who would ever thought I'd have like a 48 terabyte server <laughs> that I'm going to be having? of storage for multimedia and stuff like that. Whoever thought of that? It'd be even greater. It'd be 84 terabytes, but wait, 48, 48 is 8, 90. Yeah, it'd be more than that. But whoever thought I'd have all that space? Whoever thought? Well, Seagate is launching um, a second-generation dual-actuator HHDs or hard drives, 18 terabyte drives at 540, 554 megabits per second. A lot faster than what a hard drive would go uh, with all that room and stuff. So basically, um, Seagate is expanding um, its family of the Exos Mach.2 hard drives featuring two actuators with four new models that offer higher capacity and increased performance. The new Exos 2X18HDDs can match SATA solid-state drives in terms of uh, sequential read and write speeds while offering capacities of 16 to 18 terabytes, up from 14 terabytes in the previous generation. Um, The new Seagate Exos 2X18 family includes six models, two 18-terabyte HDDs, hard drive models with 6 gigabit SATA 6 gigabit per second and SAS 12 gigabit per second interface as well as two 16 terabyte SKUs that's um, with 
the said interfaces. Um, SAS drives are always offered with encryption with an encryption option. As for performance, Seagate states that the X Exos 2x18 SATA version boost with a maximum sustained transfer rate of 554 megabits per second. Because, you know, SSDs are fast, but they're still slower than what you would get from, like, an M.2 drive that I have built into my computer where I actually plug it right into that motherboard and I get that direct performance of, like, a 1,000 megabits up, a 1,000 megabits down, read and write, stuff like that. Um, but these drives are getting, they're pretty fast. And if they're as fast as an SSD, that's pretty cool. Cause why not? I hope they don't burn out faster or whatever. Hopefully not. Or more problems could happen between them. I'm sure that's not always good. Uh, the dual actuator drives use conventional magnetic recording feature a 7,200 RPM spin spindle speed, a 256 megabyte multi-segmented cache um so you know bigger drives that are now going to be faster drives and i'm pretty sure they're going to be still very expensive um and also the new mach 2 drives come with a five-year warranty and are designed to work in 24 7 environments um but Seagate does not disclose per annum terabyte workload rating for these hard drives, but they do say they can be running in 24-7 environments, so data centers, um, NAS systems, stuff like that. So, okay, there you go. There you go. Um, I I could have never figured that out, but it's going to happen, so why not? Eventually, the price will go down because people always need new hard drives. People always need more drives. People say, oh, the hard drive business is slowing down. People don't need as much storage. And I'm like thinking, what are you talking about? People need more storage than ever. I know I do. SSDs, hard drives. I got a whole bunch of drives right here. I got a whole bunch of these SSDs just sitting here. In, on my under my desk here, I got this SATA 500 gigabyte SATA Western Digital SATA. I got this Kingston 120 gigabyte SATA drive here. I got these other s- drives and closures and media and oh my god, just too many. <laughs> I want it all under one roof right here, and I got everything. Yes, Christine, as you can hear, or maybe in the background. Um, and f- the final, final story, news story, talk story here. Uh, solid, ga- I never heard of them. Solid Igims, 61 terabyte SSD hopes to vanquish hard drives for good. Not if it's a, like $1,000 a drive or something, but um, this is a company, I guess, working on a 61 terabyte SSD. Flexing NAN muscles in in an increasingly HDD-focused storage world because, you know, how many people out there are putting out larger SSDs than what you would get like a four, what is it, up to a four terabyte SSD you can get up to maybe, maybe. That's all I've seen. And then it's, you know, it puttered out after that. These guys, this guy, the solid gim is talking about having 
up to 61 terabyte capacity on SSDs. So apparently the company plans to introduce a 30 terabyte and a 61 terabyte capacity SSD based on the company's 192 layer QLC quarter level cell technology hidden between the company's roadmap. Um, Soligim has a series of SSDs lined up for its value, endurance, and essential endurance lineup. But naturally, it's the highest capacities that give us gives people pause. The company is launching eight total SSDs, four across each lineup, with capacities ranging from 3.84 terabytes, um, 7.68 terabytes, and 15. 15.36 terabytes and 30.72 terabytes for essential endurance lineup. 4 kilobyte block size and 32 PB written PBW endurance rating, but the largest capacity lies in the company's value endurance series, which will see capacities across 7.68, 15.36, and 30.72. And 61.44 terabytes. <clears throat> With an increased 65 PBW rating, um, Sogim is positioning its essential endurance drives as QLC replacements for TLC drives and scenarios that can cope with, cope with lowered 4K random write performance and contrast its value endurance looks to compete or capture the market for a read focused case uses so <clears throat> they say read focused case uses so not a lot of writing so if you write a lot on it you want to just read a lot more on it i guess um so they quoted of 113,000 random write ice iops and 474 megabits per second throughput for its new QLC-based SSDs based on the 7.68 terabyte capacity. In addition, the company paired... I'm just reading more and more on there, but uh, let's just say these are going to be the largest SSDs out there that you could probably get. I'm sure other companies might eventually go try to get bigger if they can, can do it, but... How much are these drives going to cost? They're going to cost thousands of dollars, I'm sure. There's no way we're going to get these cheap enough to um, to be put on one of our computers, at least mine. Um, and a lot of people are still saying, well, yeah, we'd be love this for gaming. It could fit... A Steam library on SSDs without worrying about size issue. Yeah, the other guy, which this is something I would do. These large SSDs would be perfect for uh, cold storage if you want to put a lot of data on them and just leave them, and you don't have to worry about them for a while. Even SSDs can die out eventually, but I highly doubt that they would as much as a regular uh, regular drive getting stuck with the actuators and stuff but i'm very interested i am very very interested and i'm hoping that these drives um come out and i hope they come out at a price that people can afford and i hope that price keeps dropping and dropping and dropping and then 
eventually some Joe Schmo like myself could buy one of them. But very interesting, <laughs> at the least. So I think it is time to end this podcast. I talked long enough. It's been great. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my night. Then, you know, got a couple more days. Then I got Thanksgiving. Then you'll hear this podcast on Monday, <laughs> as you're hearing it now. So I'll get back to you guys in the near future. Um, keep remembering, I will be doing podcasts like this still throughout the new year, you know, for, through Christmas, New Year, stuff like that. I don't think I'm going to be taking any time off. Maybe Christmas. I don't know. I could maybe take it off for Christmas. I don't know yet. I don't even, I haven't looked that far ahead yet. But anywho, uh, thank you for watching or thank you for listening, should I say. Um, I got my, like I said, every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, I got a live stream of some video game. Uh, I think the one that I've been, I played this uh, Friday was, our last Friday as you're listening to this was Lost Judgment. Plus, I'm hoping to have some other live streams of games during the weekend. I don't know yet. Like I said, I'll see. I'll wait and see. Depends on what I'm feeling. And uh, thank you for listening to this program. So, I am Mr. Mike. This has been the Juju2Cast AudioCast. Me saying, even though it's Thanksgiving's over with, thank you for listening and have a happy Thanksgiving. Or should I say, a happy future holiday like Christmas. So, hasta la vista.